0: In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. We're on to Week 11 in the NFL. Players playing with injuries, teams banged up on both sides of the ball, and I've got to tell you, on this week's show, right here, we're playing injured as well. I won't bore you with the details, but suffice to say, after a morning trip to the dentist, we're going to finish today with one tooth fewer than we started it with. But... In the NFL, there's no room for complacency, no time for excuses. The juggernaut just continues to roll on, and so do we as we turn the page onto week 11 in the NFL. Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. Well, welcome along to the show. If you are a first-time listener, great to have you with us. The format's Simple. Each week we take 3 games from the slate on offer, look at the lines that are on offer from the odds makers and then dissect those matchups before deciding whether I agree with those lines or perhaps have a different view. This week we have 3 more games for you and we start with the Philadelphia Eagles whose unbeaten record is no more. They are 8 and 1 as they head to Indianapolis to face the Colts and that's because they were taken down on Monday night football by the Washington Commanders. That unbeaten record may have gone on Monday night, but make no mistake, the Philadelphia Eagles remain one of the most potent teams in the NFC right now. A combination of their own mistakes, I think it's fair to say, on Monday night and some rather questionable officiating calls at various stages in that game conspired to bring to an end that perfect record that they started through the first eight weeks of the season with. And now they have to deal without their tight end, Dallas Goddard, who was on the wrong end of one of those questionable officiating calls and also picked up an injury at the same time. He's been put on IR. That means he'll miss at least the next four games. In contrast, the Indianapolis Colts managed to put to one side a week of off-the-field debate over how they decided to handle their head coaching role once they decided to part ways with Frank Reich, and they managed to pull together enough on the field to take down the Las Vegas Raiders and reduce Derek Carr, the Raiders' quarterback, to tears in his post-game press conference. The question I have is, is that a one-off, or is it a sign of things to come for the Indianapolis Colts? Going up against a team like the Philadelphia Eagles and a potent offense um, like they have, you need your best defensive players On the field. We already know Shaq Leonard is on IR. He's missing for the foreseeable future for Indianapolis. But some of their best pass rushers heading into this game have question marks over whether they'll be able to suit up the likes of Kitty Pay, DeForest Buckner, Yannick Ngokwai, all suffering with knocks this week. The Colts, I feel, if they are to have a chance of taking down the Eagles, need those players on the field come Sunday. Remember, this is a Philadelphia Eagles side which ranks fourth overall in offense. They're third in scoring, averaging 27.3 points per game. It's the same Eagles offense, um, which will feel no doubt it's got a point to prove as well coming into this game because they they put it on their shoulders. They came up short and they feel they're to blame um, on Monday night against the commanders. The Colts have been good on defense this season. Let's take nothing away from them. They're one of the best units in the NFL, top 10-ranked defense. The problem has been offensively and for them to get points on the board. And I really feel that if they can't rectify that, if they can't put points on the board on Sunday against the Philadelphia Eagles, then with the offense that Philly bring into this matchup, it won't be long before Indy's chasing the game. That'll lead to errors. That'll lead to more points. And I look at the the, uh, line set for this. I have the Eagles... Uh, rightfully as favorites I expect them to win in Indianapolis but they're down according to the odds makers with a point scoring line of 23 and a half points are you kidding me Philadelphia only scoring 23 points against the Indianapolis Colts I can't believe that for one second take the over I think the Eagles score at least 24 points and they'll do it pretty comfortably so in this matchup take the Philadelphia Eagles at over 23 and a half points. Game two from the week 11 slate takes us to Minneapolis, the home of the Minnesota Vikings. And let's just pause for a moment to reflect on how they somehow pulled out the W in Buffalo last weekend. They were down double digits in the fourth quarter. They're on the road in Orchard Park and they have fourth and forever late in the game. All the Bills' defense needs to do is prevent them getting the first down. Kirk Cousins throws the ball up in the air Justin Jefferson with what can only be described as simply one of the greatest catchers in that kind of situation you will ever see. And the NFL agrees as well. Already the armband he was wearing, the gloves he was wearing in that game, they've gone to Canton. They're in the Hall of Fame. Such was the magnitude of the play he was able to make at the most critical point in the game. If that wasn't enough, though, the Vikings didn't punch the ball in. They, they got turned away on the Bills' half-yard line, and you think that's it. Game over. The Vikings only have one timeout. Um, there's 40 seconds on the clock. On this show, we'd taken the Buffalo Bills to win by at least three and a half points. I'm thinking game over. The Vikings had other ideas. A tremendous defensive play forces the fumble. They get the ball back. They score. The game ultimately goes into overtime. The Vikings come away with a win. A huge, huge win for the Minnesota Vikings, which begs the question, albeit it's effectively a coin flip game, but why are the Minnesota Vikings at home to Dallas this weekend the narrow underdogs, according to the odds makers? That's right. Dallas are 6-5 to five on favourites. The Vikings are at evens. The line for the game is 1.5 points. The only thing I can surmise going into this game is Kirk Cousins. Which Kirk Cousins are we going to see? Is it the Kirk Cousins that turns it on and looks like one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL and leads the Vikings down the field to victory? Or is it the Kirk Cousins that occasionally turns up and can't really seem to get anything going, seems a a bit out of sorts, and the offense splutters? I think that's why... The, the Vikings aren't favourites for this game. I don't think people trust the quarterback here, which is astonishing, really, if you consider that the Vikings have reeled off seven straight wins. They have an 8-1 and one record, which is now tied for the best in the NFC with the, the Philadelphia Eagles. You contrast that with the Dallas Cowboys, who are coming off what was one of their worst, if not the worst, uh, defensive performance they've turned in this season in that defeat to Green Bay up in Lambeau Field last weekend. Bear in mind, They were 14 points ahead going into the fourth quarter. In their history prior to last weekend, the Dallas Cowboys, when leading by 14 in the fourth quarter, were 195 and 0. That's right, they'd never lost. All 195 games in which they'd led by 14 entering the fourth quarter, they'd won. Well, it didn't happen at Lambeau Field last weekend. Christian Watson, the rookie wide receiver, had himself a day. Aaron Rodgers began to look like Aaron Rodgers again. And the Green Bay Packers put on over 30 points. I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying that that's the first time the Packers have scored 30 points or more this season. It doesn't matter. It was enough to beat the Dallas Cowboys, and they slipped to 6-3. And they'll be kicking themselves even more now, given what happened to the Philadelphia Eagles. They could have been just one game behind their NFC East rivals, knowing they still had to play them later this season. As it is, they're two games behind. There's question marks over um, their defense and its ability to stop the run. We've seen two straight games now where Justin Fields for the Chicago Bears had himself a day running the football. Then last week, Aaron Jones had himself a day running the football. Last season, the knock on this Cowboys team was they could not stop the run. We saw it in the postseason when they lost narrowly to the San Francisco 49ers. All the noises coming out of Dallas this week have been the right ones, the ones you want to hear. But as Jaron Curse, their safety, said, "It's one thing to say things during the week. We'll find out for sure whether it actually means anything on Sunday on that field." So here's the question: Can the Dallas Cowboys turn their recent form defensively, stopping the run around? Can Kirk Cousins? show the consistency needed to make us all believe the Minnesota Vikings are the real deal going into this game. I think it's a gut-check call. The Dallas Cowboys need this game more than the Minnesota Vikings right now. The Vikings are home and hose. They're gone in the NFC North. Don't be fooled by what we saw from Green Bay last weekend. The Packers are not catching the Vikings in the race for the championship in the NFC North this season. On the other hand, the Dallas Cowboys have things to prove not just to everybody outside the organization, but to themselves as well. They have to win this game if they are to have any chance of managing to catch the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC East and avoid being anything other than a wildcard team in the playoffs. For that reason, I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. It's a show-me game, if you like, for them, all the old doubts have crept up. Is this the same Dallas Cowboys team that flattered to deceive 12 months ago? Or is it? Is this defence, which we all lauded through the first eight or nine weeks of the season, is it the real deal? Is it enhanced? Is it better? Are the Cowboys contenders? If they win this game, we all believe again. If they lose... You can cast them to one side. So take the Dallas Cowboys. Forget any of the lines. Take them to win this outright. Repeat what they did 12 months ago in Minnesota when backup quarterback Cooper Rush led them to victory on Sunday Night Football. Back the Dallas Cowboys to beat the Minnesota Vikings this Sunday. Graves on Gridiron. And our final game of Week 11 takes us to Los Angeles, the home of the LA Chargers and AFC West Affair as they welcome in the Kansas City Chiefs. And I've got to ask the question, why is nobody really talking about the Kansas City Chiefs right now? We hear a ton about the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins and Tua Tungabai Loa, but here you've got the Chiefs sat pretty on top of their division with a 7 and 2 record since losing to buffalo a month ago they've reeled off three straight wins which involved taking down the tennessee titans as well in the process and yet they might be the most under the radar team that are serious super bowl contenders right now in the entire national football league you look at their offense It remains the number one ranked scoring offense in the NFL, despite the personnel changes we've seen this season. No Tyree kill, no problem. They've brought in a rookie running back to complement Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. They've got McKinnon as well that runs the ball um, well out of the backfield. They've got Juju Smith-Schuster, if I can say that properly, um, that's, that's making plays in the air. Michael Hardman is making plays. And, of course, they've brought in Tony from from the uh, New York Giants uh, on, on a trade just before the trade deadline. And he scores a touchdown for the first time for the Kansas City Chiefs last week as well. So I am asking the question... Why is no one talking about these Kansas City Chiefs? Patrick Mahomes is still playing lights-out football at quarterback. He's still got Travis Kelsey, his safety net at tight end, who is playing at at a level as high as we've seen throughout his career. And now they take on the Los Angeles Chargers, who have been riddled by injuries, not for the first time in recent years. And what was a team that started out the season as viable contenders to go all the way to the Super Bowl this time around. They've just been dogged by bad luck to injury, injuries to key players on both sides of the ball, and it's now taken its toll. To their credit, over the, the last four games, they've split them and gone 2-2. Two and two. That's why they still have a winning 5-4 and four record. But their offense, which with Justin Herbert, quarterback, was one of the the most potent electric offences in the National Football League, has begun to cough and splutter over the the last month. In fact, they haven't scored more than 23 points in any of those four games. To their credit, the defence has managed to to keep playing ball uh, to a standard that gives them a chance in most games. And realistically, you can look at um, recent outings since week two when they lost to the Jags, and say only the Seattle Seahawks uh, has effectively put them to the sword. But Kansas City roll into town, this is a different proposition altogether. It's Mahomes. It's Andy Reid drawing up plays. It's a team that can score points against you in any number of ways. What what I will say is, I don't think anybody um, argues that we, we expect Kansas City to get another win um, on Sunday night football. The, the line for the total points in this game is set at 49 and a half. Well, over the last four games, the Kansas City Chiefs have only been involved in one game where there's been 50 total points or more scored. I've already mentioned that the Chargers are banged up on both sides of the ball. They haven't scored more than 23 points in any of the last four games. I think they struggle on Sunday night against a viable Super Bowl contender. The Kansas City Chiefs will win this game. I think they probably win it at a cancer at the end. I don't see... It being a a shootout, and I don't see this game totaling 50 points or more. And with that in mind, take the under, under 49.5 total points for this game. Okay, so those are the three matchups we put under the spotlight in this week's edition of Graves on Gridiron. Just to recap for you the Philadelphia Eagles going to Indianapolis to take on the Colts, take the Eagles to score over 23.5 points in that game. Then we have a big NFC matchup as the Dallas Cowboys travel to Minnesota to take on the Vikings, take the Cowboys to win that matchup outright. And then finally, Sunday Night Football an AFC West Affair as the Kansas City Chiefs go to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Look at the total points in that game and take the under, under 49 and a half. There we go. We've got through it. We've played hurt this week and survived it right through to the end. A gut check. If you like, if you will, on this one occasion, remember, first and foremost, folks, it's all about having some fun to accompany your Sunday entertainment in the NFL here on Graves on Gridiron. If you want to read a bit more about the three matchups we've discussed on this week's show, go to my website, rdgmedia.uk, click on that Talking Sport app, and you will see this week's Week eleven matchups discussed in overcoming the odds. Three games to watch. Alternatively, hit me up on Twitter at Richard Graves One. But we're looking forward to more excitement, more upsets, more thrills and spills in the NFL. Enjoy it, folks, and we'll catch up again next week. Subscribe to Graves on Gridiron wherever you listen to podcasts, and keep up to date with the latest on Twitter. Search for Richard Graves One. That's Richard Graves, the number one.